When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 4, Episode 14, Chapter Titled, Wheels. That's right, it's finally the Transformers episode. Is that what it is? Yeah. Blur me up. Corey goes to find Optimus Prime, and then he's Shia LaBeouf, and they Bumblebee. And they Bumblebee? Yeah. Uh, so... How have you been, Tanya? I've been... I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. <laughs> I'm the boy. I'm the girl. <sighs> Maybe I should ask you how you've been. Well, exhausted and the caffeine hasn't hit yet. So oh, okay. At, at like 15 minutes into the show, I'm going to be fucking great. Awesome. Right, right now, bad. Okay. Uh, how have you been, Tanya? Um, so I've been okay. Like, work's been rough. But this weekend's been Work nice. sucks. I know. Oh, no. Alda. Why Why is this happening <laughs> on our podcast? I don't know. Um, yeah, work's been really rough. But last night, we introduced all three of our children to the movie World's End, which was... started our relationship. Yeah, so... We both love Simon Pegg. We both love the Cornetto trilogy. It wasn't a trilogy at the time. It was a duology. A, yes, that. It was a duology. Uh-huh. And um, so like seven years ago, that movie came out and Alden was like, I love Simon Pegg. And I was like, I love Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Like, let's like we should go see this movie. And we had to go like really far away from home because if someone found out... Alden would have died, and it it was interesting, but it was like our non-date date. We weren't technically on a date. We were just two friends going to a movie, and then he fell in love with me. And then she never fell in love with me, as you can tell by all 75 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, we watched- I the- love you so much. All right, so we watched the movie last night with our kids. Yes. Because uh, they've, that was, it was Aubrey's second R rated movie and Vinley's mm-hmm. first. Like, yes. it's crazy that they haven't seen more. It is. And Caden's 800. <laughs> yeah. No, and Finley's just not interested. Right. And, see, like, he still wants to watch cartoon stuff all the time. And like, he's mostly not. Mostly Aubrey does too. Yeah. Like, they aren't, like, ooh, radar movies. I'm so excited. Right. Um, In fact, they're very uncomfortable at the thought. Right. Like, they grilled us on what, why was this movie rated R? Were they going to see sex? Yeah. Was there nudity? And we had to tell them that they will see a butt at some point. Just one butt for five seconds. And they were like, okay. Like, they were just so, like, they grilled us before we started the movie. Mm -hmm. It was very cute. It was also very cute to watch them react to, like, the twists and turns in the movie. Yeah, no spoilers at all. But if you haven't seen that movie and you like Shaun of the Dead at all, or really any kind of, like... British humor. Mm-hmm. Um, it it fits in with like Doctor Who style humor stuff, and and just overall, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, it's can you, so good. Can you imagine like what if we went to that movie and and it was something else? And Coco's just prancing. Here we are, seven years later. Dogs prancing back and forth outside of our door while we're trying to record a podcast. Who, who would have thought? Who would have thought? 
You didn't even listen to podcasts when we started hanging out. I didn't even have a smartphone She's, when we started hanging out. I listened to lots of podcasts, and I told her some to listen to, and she was like, ew, I don't like podcasts. It's not my thing. So anyway. Turns uh, out. It's her only thing. Like, so like, music is fine. I listen to music some. Music is fine. Quote Tanya. Yeah. Music is fine. There are some musics that I like very much, but I would rather listen to people talk. I grew up loving talk radio, loving audio dramas, like audio books. I rented audio books from the library to listen to, like in my CD player. So I don't. I don't. Turns out podcasts are actually my thing and were always my thing. I was just being stubborn. I also what? said I don't need a smartphone. Who needs a smartphone? This goes back to the whole classist discussion, though. Like, I convinced myself that I didn't need these things, and that's why I didn't have them. But truth was, is I didn't have the things because I couldn't afford them. And then I spent the next year making fun of her for her old phone, and she got with the times. It wasn't a whole year. It was like two months. All I'm saying is, bully your girlfriend. (laughs) We weren't even dating when I got a smartphone. Is that true? Yeah. Oh. Um, felt like forever because none of your texts would come through because they were coming from the dark ages. Shut up. Anyway, um, it's a very good movie, but can you imagine what would have happened if the first movie we saw was a terrible movie? Like it would have affected how things went at least for a period of time. I do wonder though, if I would have thought any movie that I saw with you was great. Nah, fam. We watched The Wolverine two oh, weeks I, later. I slept. I fell asleep. We hated that movie. We fell, I fell asleep. If that, that was also a very traumatic experience. If that had been our first movie, it would have affected things because we would have been leaving on a, on a sad note. Like, we would have been like, ugh. But we also dissected, like, we've always dissected everything we've watched together. Sure. Like, like we do with this podcast. The moment we would see a movie and walk out of the theater, we dissected it. So even with Wolverine, so, we dissected that movie. So even before we, you liked podcasts and before we were dating, you were doing podcasts with me. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Our whole life is a podcast. Life's a podcast. Yes. Boy meets girl meets boy meets world. Life's a podcast. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. We don't have any t-shirts. That's Why crazy. Why would we? I don't know. It's crazy to me to think that anyone would want a t-shirt. Like, I've been parts of shows in the past that had t-shirts and people are like, bought your shirt. And I'm like, what? Why? I do that show. But you, yeah, you have shirts from like your friend's podcast and you love those shirts. And that's what's crazy. Like, I don't, I don't know that I would feel comfortable with merch. I don't know. Anyway, that's what we've been up to. (laughs) I guess that's what Tanya's been up to. Not even me. I feel like there are, oh, our kids. Yes. Our kids have always been, um, they've always done like stands outside of our house. Like at one point they made chips, like they figured out how to make like tortilla chips. Homemade tortilla chips, Um, And so they would make them and then sell them after school in the afternoons with like little cups of salsa. That was their first stand. It was really fun. They made a lot of money. Um, at first and then the money dwindled well that's because their quality also dwindled Mm -hmm. and their attitudes also dwindled and then it became a neighborhood hangout like all of the kids in the neighborhood would just like hang out at the stand and the grown-ups don't want to buy things from a stand that has like 30 kids hanging out outside of it um so then um more recently all of the kids have figured out things that they want to purchase that we're not going to purchase for them like 
they already get pretty much everything that they want, but we're not buying them a new Xbox right, and they, we're not buying them a cricket cutting machine. Right. They live in a house where their parents are into the same things. Like I'm into obsessively into video games. So the kids have never needed to get a game. Like it's always like, yeah, Alden has that game, mm-hmm. you know? And um, same thing with um, craft stuff. Yeah, like we just have always had it. I had one of the first generation cricket machines um, that one of my friends actually got me for my birthday when Finley was a baby. And it just broke. Like I just got rid of it. And so for the longest time, Aubrey and I had that and we always had it. And now we don't. So Aubrey's like, I want a cricket machine. And I was like, I'll go half with you on it. But you have to come up with half of the money. That way half, it's it's both of ours. The cricket machine is. And the boys are saving up for a new Xbox. That will be their Xbox. And so they have been doing the stand. Finley and Aubrey have. Caden works for my mom and other people doing yard work and raises money that way. But they do bake sales. And the other day they made a good bit of money on cookies and cupcakes. And then over the past two days, Aubrey has been making her homemade donuts and they sold almost all of their homemade donuts from our front yard this morning. In two hours this morning. In two hours. Yeah. So it's really cute. I love it. Yeah. It's a really cute thing. The neighborhood really enjoys it. Mm -hmm. Like they enjoy being able to like drive by and they talk about it in the Facebook group. It's really cute. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Like, eventually, I'm sure Aubrey's going to be able to make donuts and stuff for people who are ordering from her on Facebook. You know? Right, right. Uh, I'm just they... really proud of them. Yeah. Uh, they've put so much work into it, especially Aubrey. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I guess we should talk about Boy Meets World, because we've also been watching Boy Meets World. For 30 minutes today. Yes. We watched Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 14, Chapter Titled. Wheels. Wheels what? Wheels. You said that like there was going to be more words coming. There, I mean, you know, there's not. The hey. name of the episode is Wheels. Hey. It was directed by Jeff McCracken, mm-hmm. and it was written by Jeff Sherman. Jeff, Jeff, and Jeff back again. Wow. It's the Jeff twins. I'm so excited. And boy, howdy, did they put together a Jeff-worthy episode. Tanya? Fo- Jeff Foxworthy? Yeah. <laughs> you might be a redneck if you love this episode. So, uh, are you waiting for the blurb? Yeah, no, I'm not waiting for the blurb. I'm waiting to say, Tanya, mm-hmm. blurb me up. All right. So, the blurb for season four, episode 14, Wheels, is getting a driver's license is Corey's dream come true. Whoa. What a good blurb. So bland. Yeah. Disney like, Plus. Disney Plus needs to spice it up a bit. Disney Plus, you are letting us down. Like, it's not fun to read these things. I want. Why do you do it? To let people know what the episode is about. Maybe you should do like a 30 second like rundown of what happens in the episode. I don't think so. Okay. I like, <laughs> stole that idea from the Scrubs podcast. I was going to say every podcast does that. Yeah. Like that is a TV show podcast. I don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. classroom or not, Tanya? Not. Yeah. Well, it's been a while. We had our we had our, our turkey. We had hit three strikes in a row yeah but then last week we didn't i know that's what i'm saying classroom yeah it's been two weeks two weeks i thought Mm -hmm. it was three weeks time has been going really slowly pandemics are weird guys it's not even pandemics right now it's work yeah that's true work has been crazy stressful for me too but looks like i'm finally at a light at the end of the tunnel i hope fingers crossed oh knock on wood got it um 
Thank God we record next to our dresser. <laughs> Which is real wood. Uh, anyway, we start at Chubby's, right? Yes. Let's finally talk about the show. Okay, so we're in Chubby's. Tomorrow is Corey's 16th birthday, um, and they're planning a trip. Sean and Corey are planning a trip for the 16th birthday. And, and Topanga? like Topanga's there, too, but you don't see Topanga at first. You see Sean and Corey at first, and then like Topanga, boom, she's there. <laughs> You've, you've really set the table. Um, <laughs> that's where they're sitting. They're talking about how they want to go to Atlantic City and see an R-rated movie because they're, they're finally 16, which does strike me as odd because they just keep talking about going to see an R-rated movie mm-hmm. because they're finally 16, but it, you have to be 17. Which we're like, maybe it was different then. We just didn't realize it. At least that's what I was thinking. No, I don't know. I, I was I was very confused. But later on, we find out that I, like they were just dumb. I worked in a movie theater like two years after this. I got to kick out so many people. For some reason, first off, it was kind of scary sometimes. But also, I was definitely kicking people out who were like my age. Mm-hmm. So Working in movie theater is weird because you probably got to see the R-rated movies. I had to see the R-rated movie sometimes. Like you're standing at the back of the theater or whatever, getting ready to kick people out, and the R-rated movies are going, and like you're kicking people out for seeing R-rated movies who are your age, or even a year older. When I was working at the movie theater, uh, what's that movie with um, creepy creepy dude Kevin Spacey? Um, K-Pax? No. the the Oh, American Beauty. American Beauty. Oh, I hate that movie so much. American Beauty was in theaters, and it was huge... uh, and I had to like I was an usher, so I had to walk up and down the aisles and stuff, to just to, just to make sure nothing was going wrong inside the theater. And I was going, I walked the theater, and then I I got back up to the top and realized that it was about to be the scene where Mina Savari shows her boobs. Mm-hmm. I'm a 16 year old boy, so of I was like, see boobs. I was like, I'm not leaving the theater yet. So I kind of stood there at the top of the theater. Like with the door cracked just a little bit, waiting for it to to show boobs, and then I was gonna leave. And as I was standing there, a girl that worked at the movie theater that I had kind of had a crush on, um, well, she had a crush on me, and then I dated someone else. God, this story sucks. Anyway, she opened the door while I was standing there, and it hit me, and it was the most embarrassing thing in the world because she was like what are you doing and i said oh looking I, at boobs i was just walk i was about to walk the theater and she was like you just walk the theater but how does she know that you just walk the theater because she saw me so she was stalking no, she, you she she was watching the movie was she old enough to watch the movie no then how we could watch whatever we wanted but you had to kick people out for watching it yeah i feel like working in the movie theater has so much more power than i ever expected I mean, not now, obviously, but like then, yes. Yeah. Now, you shouldn't go to movie theaters. It's happening. People are going to movie theaters, but you shouldn't be going to movie theaters. I will shame you for that. Yeah, well, Missy shamed me for watching boobs. I'm very sorry. You shouldn't have been shamed for watching boobs. I also probably shouldn't have been creepily standing at the door. Yeah, why wouldn't you have just like... I was embarrassed. That you wanted to see boobs? Yes, I was 16. I was 16 and I grew up in a Christian household. I was, you I thought it be was like the devil. Discreet about it? I was trying to be discreet about it. I was standing at the door that was cracked open. And then she pushed open the door into my head. <laughs> so Corey and Sean and Topanga want to go see an R rated movie. And Topanga's like, I'm not sure if I want to go see an R rated movie. And 
Corey says Van Damme takes his shirt off and she goes, Wauga. <laughs> um, and they're talking about being grown-ups and they're so excited that, you know, Corey is going to be heading this road trip. I guess they both have already gotten their licenses, but he's the last one and he's going to spearhead this road trip and they're very excited. Um, and Corey's just like, yeah, like, I'm an adult now. And then the waitress comes in and is like, who ordered the clown burger? And they're both, like, looking at Corey. And Corey's like, what? I collect the little hats. <laughs> How did I end up talking about movies for 45 minutes? I don't know. But are we going to, like, talk about Boomy's World or no? Yes, please. All right. So now we go to the kitchen. Whip, crash, cut to the kitchen. Um, where Alan is talking with Amy. I thought they were in the living room. They're definitely in the living room. No, they go into the the living room. Oh, okay. So Amy and Alan are walking and talking. They end up in the living room because Alan is saying, like, he's going to take Corey to get his license. And then afterwards, they're going to go stuff their faces with breakfast at this diner. And it's a tradition. Matthew's family a, tradition. Yeah. Matthew's man tradition. Yeah, I guess so. I think that's what he said. Um. He's very misogynistic in this episode. Yeah, we'll like get there. he's just like Morgan sucks. I only want boys. We'll get there. Um, but as they're having this conversation, and and Amy says, "Like, have you talked to Corey about this at all?" That would have been me. I've been like, "You, you, you haven't said anything. Like, you just made these plans and you haven't talked to your son about it." Mm-hmm. Also, because I don't like to do anything without it being in a plan, but. Mm-hmm. And Alan's like, no, like, why would I need to? Like, this is just how it is. He's a Matthews boy. He'll know. And at the same time, like, Corey bursts in the front door. And that's how I knew it was the... Morgan runs into the kitchen and says, everybody, Corey just got here. He's driving a car. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. So then they run to the living room. And uh, Alan's like, without a license? And they all burst in the door, Corey, Topanga, and Sean. And Corey's like, I got my license. Well, my temporary license, because it's just like the piece of paper or whatever that you get. But he's like, I I did it. I can drive now. And Alan's just like dumbfounded. And um, he's like, you went, like, I thought I was going to take you. And Corey's like, well, I mean... Sean got his license and Corey or Topanga got her license and they just wanted to be with me when I got mine. So Alan just like sulks off into the kitchen and um, Corey follows him in there and he's just like, uh, so can I have the keys now? Can I have the keys? And Alan goes, yeah, you know what? All right. Here's the keys. I've got some errands to run. I'll go with you. I don't mind having a chauffeur. Yeah. And Corey's like, uh... Well, Sean, Sean runs in and is like, did you get the keys? And Eric's Are you ready like, for our road trip? Oh, you it, wanted to just be with your friends. Eric says that? No. Oh, sorry, Alan. Oh. Alan says that. And Alan goes, oh, I thought I'd go with you. And Sean goes, what <laughs> kind of road trip would it be without Mr. Matthews? Is what I was going to say. And now I'm going to stop talking. And, uh... I don't know. I think it just kind of ends there. I don't. Well, Eric, uh, Eric, I keep saying that. Alan Somebody is like, Eric. Alan says, okay, I have a couple errands to run. Once I'm finished with those, I'll come back. You will get the keys and you can take your friends on a ride. It's going to be a couple hours. And Corey's like, you know what? Okay. Like he's a little disappointed, but he's like, all right, I've waited 16 years to get my license. What's a couple more hours? And then you see him 
like sitting in the backyard. Mm-hmm. It's been more than a couple of hours and he's kind of upset. He's by himself. Topanga and Sean are not there anymore. Kind of by himself. Morgan goes driving by <laughs> on her power wheel. And, and she's just like, look at me. I'm Corey. I'm 16. and I'm going to go to Atlantic City and watch an R-rated movie. And then Corey takes, goes back behind her and pushes the power wheel forward really fast. Mm-hmm. And Alan walks up and he's like, wow, look at her go. <laughs> uh, more proof that Alan doesn't care about her. Right. So... I mean, she did disappear for like an entire year and come back a different child. And he's just like, well, this is what life is like now. Yeah. Uh, So they walk back into the kitchen together and and Alan's like, all right, fine. Here's the keys. You can you can have them. Um, Just don't forget. Or he goes, where's where's Sean and Topanga? And Corey says they were waiting for five hours. So they finally went ahead and realized they had a life and went to go do things. And Alan says, okay, well, here, why don't you go pick them up? Just make sure you're you're right, you're at birthday dinner. And, and he's like, did we talk about birthday dinner? And Alan's like, I didn't think I had to talk to you about a dinner for your birthday that we've done every year for 16 years. And Corey's just like, I never had a license before, and now I do. And Alan's like, well, I'll see you in 45 minutes at Chubby's. And he's like, 45 minutes? Where can I go in 45 minutes? And Alan's like, just go for a drive. He's like, I want to go on a road trip with my friends. Yeah. And Corey just goes, you know what? Forget it. And hands him the keys. And Alan's like, fine. And Alan leaves and Eric walks in. Mm -hmm. Really Eric this time, not Alan. Yes, really Eric. As we've been waiting for this whole time. And he's just like, oh, is a little 16 year old baby sad because of his dad? And he starts to talk to Corey about why things are worse for Corey. He says, because Corey says, you know, was it this bad for you when you turned 16? And and Eric says, no, but um, he had you. Like, he, right. he always he always had you to look forward to. So it wasn't like, this is the last of whatever tradition this is. And Corey's like, he still has Morgan. And Eric is like, yeah, she's a girl. And Corey's like, why does that matter? Good point, Corey. Good Why point, does it Corey. matter? Why does One it matter? One day. One day. Morgan's going to get a license, too. And Morgan's going to get a license, too. I just want to say, girls don't say. turn down big breakfasts. Oh, I... Oof! Oof! <laughs> oh, God. I was afraid of where that was going. Like, <sighs> like if my dad was like, all right, I'm going to take you to get your license, and we're going to get this big breakfast afterwards. I would be like, oh, I will suffer through getting my license with my dad because I want that big breakfast. Like, mm-hmm. I want all the bacon and the potatoes and the biscuits and stuff. I think guys aren't as food-driven as women. I don't know if that's true. I'm I, very food-driven. I do know that um, Alan has every opportunity to have himself a daddy's girl, but what he has done is he has pushed her away entirely. Yes. Um, also, you daddy's girls. I mean, like, yeah, but... he He's had every re- opportunity to have a relationship with his daughter, right. and he's pushed that away. Right. Um, I, I, I still... I mean, watching this, I started thinking, like, oh, how antiquated is this in the way That's... that he's acting? And then I realized how many people I know that are the same way. Um, how many guys have said to me, oh, you have a daughter? Like, 
I don't know what I'd do if I had a daughter. But also, your relationship with your dad is completely different than your dad's relationship with your sister. Is it? Yes, 100%. Like, it is a completely different relationship. Like, and your sister would say that you were the golden boy that got all of your dad's attention for a long time. So I don't think it's antiquated. I think it's actually pretty that's, normal for someone who has. I mean, that's a son literally too. what I was yeah. saying. Like it's, it's. I was agreeing with you. I wasn't yeah. arguing. It's, it's so common. Like so many people that I talk to are like, "Oh, thank God I had a son." Or guys that haven't had kids yet are saying, "I better have a son so I can teach him how to throw a football or whatever." And it's just like, why? Um, I don't care whether I had a girl or a boy. But having a girl was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Like, and it, I mean, ultimately, having children right. is the great. Like having it's, a that's child, what I'm and like, so this is probably better for the end. But ultimately, no matter what child you have, pushing gender stereotypes on them from an early age because you want them to experience boy things or girl things is damaging. Well, like, and it's the same thing. Like when we moved in together here. Mm-hmm. The boys never really had someone who would sports with them. Right. And to a point where I, I remember, I don't want to get too much into detail, but I remember being around your family mm-hmm. years ago. Yes. And watching one of, at the time, your sons yes. throw a football and be berated for it, mm-hmm. for how stupid he looked and how bad he was at doing it. And I, at that point, so when they moved in here, when we all moved in here together, I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to teach these guys, you know, I'm going to show them how to throw a football and I'm going to show them how to play catch with a baseball. But the truth was they didn't care about any of that. I'm getting there. But it quickly became apparent, like they didn't want that. And, and that was immediately something that I had to say, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. Like. We'll find other things, and we're still working on that, but <laughs> right, <laughs> we have but, video games. I mean, Caden loves music. Right. He has three guitars that are his own, and he has sat down with Alden and worked on music before, and, like, that is something that they have. It That's not a gender stereotypical thing. Like, right. Finley, at one point, was very into learning dances from his video games or whatever. So mm-hmm. at that point, we were like, well, Aubrey goes to dance. Finley can go with her to dance. And he did dance for an entire year. And hated it. But that's He doesn't like being told what to do. Yeah. Like, he just wanted to do his own thing in the mirror. We watched him a couple times when he was at practice. And we were like, what is he even doing? But he was adorable. He was. But that's the thing. Is like, this, this is a very... Um, good example of the fact that a lot of people do think like, oh, I'm going to have a boy and I'm going to do all the boy stuff with them or I'm going to have a girl and do all the girl stuff with them. And like you do the things with them that you see within them that can be nurtured, whether that is a gender stereotypical thing or not. Like Aubrey loves to bake, not because she's a girl, but because that's what's in her. That's her passion. Mm -hmm. So we nurture that. Caden loves music, so you nurture that thing, whether it's gender stereotypical or not. If Caden was like, I want to learn how to do makeup, and that's my passion, and that's what I'm going to do with my time, then that would be nurtured within him, too. Like, it shouldn't be gender stereotypical, and we shouldn't be disappointed that they are doing things that we aren't passionate about. 
Yeah, it rem- reminds me of one of my favorite comics I ever saw, which was a Penny Arcade comic, and <gasps> they uh, they were talking about how, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm never going to teach my son how to fish because I'm gonna just going to play video games with him because my dad always tried to force video games, I mean, always tried to force fishing on me. And then they cut to him talking to his son, and his son is just like, Dad, I don't want to play video games. I just want to fish. And he's like, what the hell? Right. Um, and it's just like... You have to learn that being a parent is like that. Right. Anyway, this this is everyone's favorite segment of Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, which is we have to remember where we were in the episode. Um. So we were at Morgan just drove away. Drove away. She did. Um, she got, I mean, she got pushed away really fast in a well, car. Well, no, we, we were way past that. We were at the end oh, of that scene. Eric. Eric came in and was talking okay. to Corey and, and telling him that he wasn't his son or his his he he basically his, says like I was the first son and Morgan's the first daughter and you're stuck being you so like this is <laughs> them's the breaks kid like right. this is your lot in life and we go to the living room now where Corey is trying to force Morgan to be a a tomboy i mean he he has a helmet on her and he's telling her to run a button hook and he goes hike and she starts running and he throws the ball super hard directly at her back. And she's like... And she's in a tutu and pink tights and stuff. And a football helmet. Right. And she's like, ow, why'd you do that? And he says, I told you to run a button hook. Uh, and then it, they talk for a bit. And and then we have the callback of all callbacks when he says, put these boxing gloves on. And she goes, oh, the mittens? Mm-hmm. The mittens. The mittens. Do you remember the mittens? I do remember the mittens. Do you guys remember the mittens? If you do, find us on Facebook. (laughs) Um, So then we go to Chubby's, where Um, they are doing their birthday dinner. And Sean, again, it's Sean and Corey's faces. They're, like, whispering to each other about the, like, why do we have to be here? Blah, 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 blah. Sean's like, can't we just get the cake and go? And um, Topanga puts her head in, and she's just like, guys, stop being ungrateful. Like, they're throwing a birthday party for Corey. Like... Be nice. Yeah. And then Alan says something about them whispering at the table. He's like, stop whispering. We rented the whole room. Because he's a grump right now. Um, And they talk about how they're going to go out and they just want to go out and road trip. And he's an adult. And And uh, uh, Sean goes, yeah, we're going to watch our first R-rated movie. And, and this is when Alan's like, oh, hey, uh, guys, you have to be 17 unless you have a parent with you to get into an R-rated movie. And then Sean says, all right, that's fine. No R-rated movie. We'll just drive up to Atlantic City. We'll hit the tables. And Corey's like, elbows him and says, you don't you don't want to go anywhere, do you? Um, And at this point, Alan's like at the end of his rope and they get in a fight at the table Mm -hmm. about like Corey's like, why don't you treat me like an adult? And Alan's like, you aren't one. Mm -hmm. Like you are planning to sneak into R-rated movies. You're being ridiculous. Like this is your birthday. You should be here with your family. And it, it turns out like he finally throws the keys at Corey and it's like, fine, just go. And Corey is, you know, it's that moment where you're not supposed to actually grab the keys. Mm-hmm. And Corey grabs the keys and stands up and says, fine, and starts to walk out. And, and Sean gets up. And Topanga gets up. And Topanga, like, Sean and Tep- and Corey are gone. And Topanga's like, um, I don't know what to do here because, like, 
I want to go like with them. One part of me wants to wants to stay here and tell them that they shouldn't go. And one part of me wants to go auga. And then she's like, "I'm so sorry." And she like runs out. <laughs> and then she goes, "Thank you for your thank you for your attention in this difficult time." <laughs> it was so funny. She delivered it so sincerely that I was just like, "Oh, they can't be mad anymore." And then Eric walks in singing uh, his own happy birthday song with a giant car cake, and it's like a wonderful rendition of a happy birthday song. And then it's he, very long. He looks at the table, and everyone's gone, and he goes, "I guess I missed something, huh?" <laughs> So now we're in the car um, at night. At night, which, at gosh, night. Corey has balls driving by himself without an adult for the first time at night. Driving at night is way different than driving during the day. Okay. It It is. You've um, got that first experience of, like, lights coming towards you. The first experience of the lights in the mirror, like, not knowing how to adjust the mirror exactly. Lights or the moon? Because Corey says, finally, we're on the road, open road at night with the moon behind us and uh topanga's like cory those are headlights and cory's like ah and puts his hand out the window and goes go around me please and sean's like there are 20 cars piled up behind you how fast are you going right now and cory's like i don't know look i can't look down or i'll crash this is the most relatable part of anything oh my god so he's going 18 miles an hour which i guess was it uh, Sean or Topanga tells him, like, reads it to him, like, you're going 18 miles an hour. And so he's just like, I'm just being careful. Um, and he ends up starting to go faster. He's like, well, look at me. they start talking about how uh, Topanga tells him he should call his dad to check in. And he's like, I'm not checking in with him. I'm not a little kid. Uh, he just wants me to stay safe, dependable Corey. But no, not anymore. Tonight I'm a speed demon. Look at me. 18, 19, 22, 25, 26... He's like, look at that. I'm breaking the law. So I guess it was 25 miles an hour. Why Mm -hmm. were they on him for going 18 miles an hour and a 25 mile an hour? The difference in that is like nothing. I don't know. To 16 year old kids, it might be something. But why would... If we were behind someone doing 18 miles an hour on a 25... I wouldn't even notice. 20... I would. Because 25 miles an hour is so slow anyway. Right. So 18 is way slower. So when you're like all the cars piled up, um, you would be like, come on, kid. What are you doing? Right. So, um, he gets to 26 and says, look, I'm breaking the law. And then the cop car behind them goes off and he's like, we all saw that. We all saw that coming. Yeah. What's crazy. So you can get pulled over for going too slow. Yeah. Like he was going much slower than one mile over the speed limit. Mm -hmm. Like he was going seven miles beneath the speed limit. Yeah. But. As we find out, it's a speed trap, and they get way more money out of him if he's going over the speed limit. Mm, gotcha. So they go to they. We cut to the police station where they're talking about how he was taken to the police station. Yeah. What on earth? This whole thing is preposterous. He was taken to the police station. They took him in for driving a mile over the speed limit. It's a small town in the middle of nowhere. Um, they have no revenue from tickets, I guess. Right. There are towns like this in West Virginia. Where they can I don't, take you to the police station? I don't think they would actually take you to this police station, but they would tell you like here's this is a $500 fine or whatever for going over the speed limit in a 25. Like there are spots where it's clearly like it'll it would drop drastically. Mm-hmm. It would go from 55 to 45 to 25. Mm-hmm. In, like, way less time than you can slow down that fast. 
Our justice system. Our justice system. So they're talking about how um, uh, he did two. He was he was doing twenty six and a twenty five, and Corey's like, it, it was just one mile over. Uh, and the police officer is like, it's a speed trap. Like, what can I tell you? Like, he, this is how we generate money. Like, I don't like you can pay the two hundred dollar fine, or you can see the judge. And like, this department is set up. Like a courtroom already. Yeah, because they're just so trying like to get money. So he comes in and you've got like the area that people sit and wait and then the area that the like guilty party sits in front of a judge. So and Corey is like, I'll pay the fine. How much is it? And he says $200. And Corey is like, for one mile. And then he says, all, all rise for the honorable Judge Lamb and in comes. Well, and Corey's like, oh. I'll be fine. Anyone named Judge Lamb is going to be easy. And then in comes his brother's TV dad. Go ahead. Explain. Uh, the Wonder Years dad. Yeah. It was the dad from the Wonder Years who, who is, is terrifying. Terrifying. My mom used to talk about how she loved the Wonder Years because the dad reminded her of her dad. And then more and more stories came out about her dad and her dad was not great. <laughs> like, And so, and she said, like, generationally, the dads were like the dad in the Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how everyone's dad was. They were angry at work. They drank all the time. They loved their children but didn't know how to show it because they weren't shown it. Like... And that's just how the dads were, period. So he comes out. And I found him very um, endearing as he came out as the judge. (laughs) But he comes out. Yeah, he comes out. And then we go, we cut to the living room where Alan's watching old videos of Corey, like little kid Corey. This is my favorite and part of the whole episode. It's legitimately videos of little kid Ben Savage. He's blonde, you guys. He's like this little curly hair blonde kid, like playing with He-Man dolls. And it's the cutest they thing ever. They were rustling dolls, Tanya. Get were they? I right. thought they were He-Man dolls. It was Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Oh, maybe the Hulk Hogan one made me think he was He-Man. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to that. I was paying attention to the fact they dub in things according to little Ben Savage's reactions. Mm-hmm. And it killed me and all it's like this isn't as great as you think it is and i'm just like it's so that's not what i said you said this is so good and i said it is good (laughs) which so it they could have edited the audio a little bit better to make it more uh shocking like i just feel like if they had edited the voices a little bit better it would have been harder to discern whether or not they edited it in and it would have been like wait did he have a brother named Eric? Right. But. No, but so like Corey's playing with these toys and then you see this reaction, this like shocked reaction. And at the same time, like Amy's like, Eric, did you run into bloody blah? And it's just What's like, blah? I can't remember what he ran into, oh. but it was so good. I loved it so much. I wonder if our, our listenership in the UK is going down because when you say bloody blah, blah, they think you're saying bloody blah. I don't think that they would care. It's a bad word. Bloody is not really a bad word the way, like, damn is not a bad word. Hmm. Okay. Join us in our Facebook group if you're from the UK. Let us know the real thoughts on the word bloody. Anyways. I'm interested. I mean, I can actually watch British television unlike you. I can watch it too with subtitles on. 
I have a problem where it takes me a little while to decipher what's going on, even though it's the same words that I know. Right. It's so, just... like, a lot of times in, like, British TV or British movies, like, a little kid will be like, bloody hell. Like, they said bloody hell in Harry Potter. They did not say fucking shit in Harry Whoa. Potter. We don't say fucking shit on this podcast yes, we either. we do. Uh, anyway. It's how I know your parents aren't going to listen. This is somehow the least and most Boy Meets World episode we've ever done. <laughs> um, so, uh, Alan's watching the, the home videos. Amy uh, comes in. Amy comes in and she's like, Alan, I understand how you feel, but he's just he's just growing up. He's not doing anything wrong. And Alan says, I'm just growing up too. And Amy says, yeah, and you're not doing anything wrong either. So basically she's saying, like, Corey's not wrong and Alan's not wrong. Like, they are both entitled to their feelings in this situation. Like, Corey is right for feeling like, I'm growing up. I sh- I'm being trusted with this license. I should have some freedom. And Alan isn't wrong in thinking, like, he just, like, he was just this kid. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you see past that? Right. But then, appropriately, Morgan walks in and goes, Mom, are you going to do my hair or what? And Alan stands up and goes, you know what? I'm I'll do, do it. I'm your hair. And she goes, uh, are you kidding? And he goes, yeah, sorry. And sits back down. And Amy, like, kisses him on the cheek and, like... That would have been a really good moment for Alan to go with them and learn how to do hair. Yes, to learn how to do hair. But you don't jump in and start no, no, doing, no. like, your seven or eight-year-old daughter's hair when you don't know how. Definitely not. But he could have gone with Amy and said, okay, let's... let's." They would have bonded there, just mm-hmm. learning how to do her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, he ha- he has the opportunity to learn from Amy how to do hair. Like, right. That's good. You, I, I remember you doing Aubrey's hair and like simple things like pigtails or ponytails or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like I came on the scene and you learned how to curl her hair like yeah. with a curling iron and you learned how to do a bun. Like and you then, learned all of those things. And then at some point, like it just became like, oh, Tanya's going to do this now. And it was like, well, that's gone from my life. <sighs> Aubrey used to come in when we first moved in the house. She came in every single morning at like 5.45 with her brush and all of her ponytailers and everything. And she was like, today I want an Elsa braid. Today I want a braid in the front of my hair. Like I did her hair before school like every day for like an entire year. Yeah, I miss it actually. Like people will talk about that with me and say, well, yeah, you got a daughter. You can't like do her hair or anything. And I'll say, well, I, I used to, but I don't do it. I haven't done it in years and I don't think I could do it anymore. Right. Um, so it's sad. It was a skill that you had that a lot of dads didn't. It's true. That you could be like, uh, it's not that hard. Like you part it, it you put it in a ponytail. <laughs> like, it was also a skill that I had that always showed me how biased everyone is mm-hmm. because I would put her hair and I'd be like, I'd put her hair up and I'd be like, that looks like shit. And then we would go places and people would go, oh, your dad did your hair. That's so good. Good job, dad. And I'd be like. You would not say that if this was her mom. And that's I definitely think okay. we should talk about that more at the end of the episode. Okay. Because I think that that is a very good point. All right. Let's go. Um. So now we're going to... The backyard. Yeah. To the backyard where Alan is like just sitting there the same way Corey was when he was waiting for the keys. And Feeney comes like tiptoeing out his back door, <sighs> like wringing his hands. He's so adorable. And nervous. And so nervous. It's so cute. And he comes out and he's like, um, 
would you like me to tell you the information that will make you happy or the information that's going to be sad? The, the information's going to scare the hell out of you. Right. And Alan's like, definitely like the good, like the happy one. And Mr. Feeney comes over and he's like saying, he's like, you know, Alan, you know, people used to ask me like, why don't you have kids? And I was like that I was never ready to have kids. Like just the, um, the attachment and the disappointment and everything that goes into it. I was just never ready. And Alan was like, but you're a teacher kids. You have kids. He's like, kids are your life. And he says, no, kids are my job. Right. And, um, and so Alan's like, so are you saying I'm being held hostage? And Mr. Feeney's like, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I never turned my page. <laughs> Please hold while Tanya prepares for her scene. Uh, so Feeney says, um, yes, like you're hostage to extreme emotional joys, but also to disappointment. And you'll be hostage to those things for the rest of your life. Um, and Alan was like, Oh, so can you tell me the happy thing now? And Phoebe is just like, that was it. The emotional joys. Um, having kids. You had them and I didn't. The emotional joys. The joys. Uh, joys. Joys. And Alan goes, okay, so what's the bad part? And he goes, well, I got a call from Corey. And Alan's like, is he okay? And he says, he's fine, but... He's on trial. <laughs> and Alan's just like, trial? Um, to which now we go to the trial. We go to the courtroom slash jail slash speed trap. Right. Um, What's up? So Corey's sitting there and he's explaining like he only did one mile over the speed limit. Judge Lamb is like, okay. The law is the law. Yeah, the law is the law. Um, and... Some, you know, you could have as little as a fine or as much as, and he pulls a noose out from well, behind Corey, him. He's like, Corey a jumps hanging. in and he's like, this is ridiculous for just a mile. And then he pulls out the noose and he goes, you get out of line again and I'll hang you. Um, and Corey starts to try to defend himself and he's like, you would hang me on my birthday? And, and he's like, wait. He says, Und- uh, under oath on the, of the court of law. Is it your birthday? And Corey raises his right hand and he's just like, it is my birthday. And he goes, dog or a hat? And Corey's just like dumbfounded. Like, what is he talking about? He's like, oh, I know what to make for you. And he pulls a balloon out and has like a balloon blower upper on his desk. And he's like, how about a sword? And he like makes a balloon sword and hands it to Corey. And Corey's like so excited. He's like, look what I got. And Sean comes over and he's like. "Um, He goes, quick sidebar, judge. And he goes, granted. And Sean goes, hey, uh, we have a saying in my family. And it's that uh, when a judge pulls out or spontaneously pulls out a balloon and starts making balloon animals, they will, in fact, at the end of the day, hang you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Corey's like, you're just jealous. You want my sword. And Sean just like, whatever. And then Topanga gets up. Well, the judge starts asking Corey, like, why did you do this? And he says, look, I'm 16 and I wanted to drive. So I drove and I, my dad didn't want me to, but, but I wanted to be out and be an adult. I'm finally 16. And Corey, I mean, that's when Topanga stands up and she's like, judge, if I may, 
Um, I'd or- like to pay the fine. Point me to the nearest ATM. And Judge Lamb is like, there is no ATM. We're out in the middle of nowhere. And she's like, oh, point taken. Um, if I might say, Corey is a very good boy. He doesn't deserve all of this. Like, he's fantastic. And she gets a little bit, like, huffy. And the judge is like... She, like, she says, uh, and if you are to like, charge him with a crime on his birthday, then you're just mean. And he bangs the gavel on the desk. And stops her and then is like... Dogger hat. Dogger hat. And she's like, a princess hat? And like, he quickly makes one and she's like, so excited. And the crowd goes wild. And out of the crowd comes, go girl! <laughs> and we were yeah. a bit and listened to it again. Yeah, because Tanya was like, uh, did someone just yell go girl? <laughs> like, really loud. And I rewound, rewinded it? Rewound? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, BMG and BMW. And, uh... We listen to it again, and there's definitely, like, there's, like, woo! And then right at the end of all the clapping, somebody yells, Go, girl! <laughs> it was so fantastic. Um, but So Judge Lamb ends up saying, You know what? I've decided I will drop all charges in in the case that you take this quarter, and he slides his quarter across, and says, Go to that payphone, call your dad, tell him you're wrong. And Corey says... I will not do that. Which was super, like, I feel like important. Yes. He's saying, like, no, I I won't. Yes. I'll take whatever you give me because I don't think I'm wrong. And then Alan walks in the back and goes, well, I don't think I'm wrong either. Um, And he says, like, Feeney told me that you called... Or you called Feeney and not me. And Corey's like, I didn't need your help. And Alan's like, obviously, you're wrong in that. And Corey's like, I don't feel like I'm wrong. You don't feel like you're wrong. And then the judge basically uh, mediates the whole thing. Yeah, he says, so here's my sentencing. Um, two years. Two years. And they're like, two years for one mile? And he goes, two years, you're 16. In two years, you'll be 18. Take those two years and continue to be a kid. And dad, take those two years and continue to cherish his childhood. Because they go too fast. They go. Oh, and Alan says, it goes too fast. And then Judge Lamb goes, yeah, it's a speed trap. Ugh. It was such a good, like. It was so good. Period to that sentence. Like, I got got chills when I realized that he was, they, like, this whole episode was likening childhood to a speed trap. Like, it's just, boom, you don't even realize it. Yeah. Tanya's getting teary-eyed. Well, it's crazy because teary-eyed. I didn't even think that it affected you that much. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, holy shit, that was so good. And you sit quietly until we're actually recording. And then I find out that you actually, you're like, I got goosebumps. Yeah, I don't want to do the podcast before the podcast. <laughs> That's. I react to things while we're watching. And then I also react while we're podcasting. It does not change anything for me. In real life, not in podcast life, I don't react to things well. In real life, as well as podcast life, I react to everything all of the time. Yeah. I usually, like, have all of these thoughts and feelings, but they're all inside. And I just podcast 24-7. And then Tanya's like, you don't even care about this stuff. But then we do a podcast about Boy Meets World, and I'm like, I got chills. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, now I know how you really feel. This podcast is keeping our marriage together because it makes me realize that he cares about things. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. <laughs> um, it's a speed trap, guys. So now we go to the post credit scene. 
we are watching baby Ben Savage again. Yeah. Um, and he's driving uh, power wheels. They had power wheels a lot in this family. It does show how affluent they were because like uh, my uh, it also shows how affluent Alden's uh, family was. I always had power wheels in my house. Uh huh. And my parents still do for the grandkids. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Guess what? I never had power wheels except for my neighbor had like a junk pile in their backyard and they had two broken power wheels and we used to ride them down the hill in our backyard because they were like, well, you can have them. They don't have batteries. They don't really work. And we had this really steep hill that we would sled down that came out of the forest that was in our backyard and we would ride the power wheels down the hill because we didn't have like working power wheels. We did all I wanted till the time I was like 12 was a Barbie Corvette Power Wheels as if I could fit in one at 12 years old. But anyway, you are affluent. You went to Disney World every other year. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's crazy the things that I got to do. Like, we didn't necessarily have extra money. I mean, we... Hold on. Obviously hold you did. Hold on. We didn't necessarily have extra money for, like, everyday stuff. But then there was always money set aside for doing these big things. So, um, yes, there was extra money. But what I'm saying is, like... Most of the year, we would live like we didn't have a lot of money. And then all of a sudden, it was like, we're going to Disney World. So it was confusing to my brain. It's, I think, still confusing to your brain. Yeah. But, sure is. Because I will it. sit here and be like, yeah, he grew up with money. He's like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, no, you definitely, definitely did grow up I with money. I only had like three of the Ninja Turtles toys. Uh-huh. Because I couldn't just get toys for no reason. I had to wait till my birthday. Uh-huh. And then Christmas to go to Disney World. <laughs> anyway, that's it for the episode, right? Yeah. They do the whole... Well, they So they have this really cute moment on the couch where um, Alan is, like, talking to Corey about, like, what they went through that day. And Corey's like, so when's our next big, like, tense moment? And um, Alan's like, I don't know. What is it? And they start, like, roughhousing, like, with each other. It's very cute. And, like, it freezes on them like jumping on the couch roughhousing with each other and Corey's feet are like a foot off the couch i was very surprised at how much air he got jumping on the couch it was important enough to bring up in the episode um so now we're done we are finished um um what did i say this segment was called at the end now i said a thing last week i don't remember it was i thought it was so good <laughs> Um, it was so good you forgot it so you could remember it again so you could think it was the first time you thought of it man what was it what did i say channing arnold is gonna be able to tell us what you said oh my god like that segment was called blah 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 blah, and we're like oh why are our listeners smarter than we are i'm so dumb come up with a different name then no um uh no i got nothing so anyway now that i'm depressed tanya how did you feel about that episode I loved it very much. I really wish I could remember what I called it last week. This is another episode that I don't remember loving when I was younger. Like, it was fine when I was younger, but as an adult, it just hit so different than it did when I was younger. I think I actually thought this episode was boring when I was younger, the same way I thought about the B&B B&B. I had trouble with that one. It's been a whole week. Um, I definitely, as an adult relate to each piece of this so much harder than I ever would have as a kid. And I think that's kind of what's special about this show is that they view things way differently than they do in other shows. Like the message or the 
um, focal point is not as infantile as most sitcoms. Like, I do think a lot of sitcoms that are made for teenagers speak down to the teenagers. They're like, let's dumb these things down for kids and teenagers. And I don't think that Boy Meets World does. Um, so, yeah, I really loved it. I loved the fact that, like, you can relate to Corey's side where you're like, no, he should be treated more like an adult. And then you can also relate to Alan's side where he's like, this is my kid. Like, this is my child. I cannot relate to the whole, like, sexist, like, but it's my boy (laughs) and I don't care about the girl because all three of my kids are very different from each other and have different likes and dislikes. And there's two boys and one girl and none of their likes and dislikes are because they are a boy or because they are a girl. Like, it's just their preference. Right. So, like, there are things that Aubrey would rather do with you than with me. There are things that Finley would rather do with me than with you. Like, it has nothing to do with gender at all. Like, gender roles play no part in a child's upbringing, period. Yeah. But, yeah, I love this episode so much. How did you feel about this episode? Well, I I really love this episode. Uh, I thought it was so good. It was so funny. Uh, the one, now if I'm going to be a negative Nancy, I just want to get it out of the way now. Do you want the good news or do you want the news that's going to make you scared as hell? Unlike Alan, I would rather have the scared as hell news first. Um, I, I really disliked... Uh, I disliked the way that Morgan was treated, but what I really would have loved to see is at the end of the now there's so many episodes that we've seen where i have thought i learned episodes i learned lessons as a kid there Mm -hmm. and now as an adult as a parent i'm learning lessons from it again in a different way Mm -hmm. Uh, i really think they could have ended that with alan learning a lesson about making sure he's there for morgan yes um i do think people would have like adults would have been watching that with their kids and would have picked up on that and gone, Oh, you know what? Mm -hmm. I think they could have taught lots of people, lots of lessons right then and there. Right. They didn't. And that's fine because other than that, I love this episode so much. Right. Uh, Corey's back and forth was so good and him trying to be an adult, but also not being an adult. Like we've had to talk to our kids about that. Like you guys are kind of adults, but you're also not adults. Right. And there, I mean, both of us struggle with, like I struggle more with, being like, they're kids, let them be kids. Like, they're just being silly because they're kids or whatever. And you struggle more with being like, but they're like grown ups. They should control themselves better and blah, 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 blah. And I think both of us need to learn that they need to learn like how to control themselves or, or where that line is. It's not our place to tell them. Like, they have to figure that out because they are still kids. Corey was still a kid. It was perfectly fine for him to get the clown burger. Like, that was fine. And it was also fine for him to want independence. It's not either or. Right. That's how I feel about the episode? Mm -hmm. I think that had something to do with what your name was (laughs) for this segment. What? The segment where Tanya tells me how I feel (laughs) about this episode. (laughs) Um, Anyway, yeah, I I really liked the episode a lot. And um, I don't know, Morgan for when she was in it was, was super good. She was um, fantastic. Amy was really good being back behind Alan mm-hmm. and not getting too involved, but also making sure she said, I, this is a bad idea or, or, you know, like, you're not wrong, but neither is he. Right. She was definitely like a Jiminy Cricket 
this episode. She was just the conscience saying like, hey, you're not wrong. I'm not going to invalidate you. But also like you need to realize that he's not wrong either. Like she just sort of was this like little voice like behind him all the time. And Mr. Feeney scene was top notch. <sighs> Mr. Feeney was so good. Um, and he really he really played a character like he was a different um he was a, a he showed range i guess mm-hmm. is what i'm saying like you could tell that he was nervous but also like trying to still use this as an opportunity to help alan right like he was teaching in that moment mm-hmm. he was saying like you're going to have so many joys and you're going to have so many disappointments and let me tell you that part was so amazing yeah like, when he said, like, yes, you're a hostage to, like, all these joys. Look at all these joys that you get to experience. And, like, people who don't, who choose not to have kids, like, they don't have that same lifestyle. But you also have the disappointments. Um, I'm definitely, so from now on, when you tell me how you feel about the episode, that's Tanya. And then when you tell me how do you feel about the episode again, that's Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, thank you, Elizabeth, for your... I'm just having conversations. <laughs> you bring up more points than I do, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, thank you, Elizabeth. Um, but I think we're about done. This is a long episode, um, and we got a, a, a hike to go on, and then I got to edit this baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything else you want to add? Um, you can find us... At BMG and BMW on Twitter.com. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do people actually use the .com for Twitter? Yeah, some people do for sure. Oh. Definitely use the web, the oh. internets. <laughs> um, and you can email us at? BMGMBMW at gmail.com. That is correct. And then you can join our Facebook group by just typing in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World in the search bar and we'll pop up and you can join and all will be like, yes, you're a part of this now. Maybe say something in there that lets me know who you are or what you do or that you're a person. Yeah, that would be great. Because occasionally we'll get somebody who I'm like, I think this is a bot. And then occasionally we'll get people who I'm like, I'm not sure if this is a bot because their profile just looks like there's only a couple pictures I can see. So I don't know if it's a bot or just someone who has their profile on private. And the only reason we care about bots is we just don't want to have to mod anything. Like Right. Like, we, I don't have time to look at the Facebook group enough. So if somebody posts some vulgar garbage, right. I won't have time to pull it down for six or eight hours. Right. That's what I'm afraid of. Right. Um, anyway, anything else you'd like to say? I don't think so. Thank you guys so much. Um, you've all been so wonderful we love talking to you guys in the facebook group um shout outs to channing arnold and and john asby and nicole and um uh joe and mike Mm -hmm. uh those are about our regulars right yeah yeah like thank you for your email because we get really good emails and it's like i read them to you (laughs) i read them to him like it's a bedtime story it's very sweet so you know send me more bedtime stories and um and tweets we get tweets from you guys and that's really nice too because Mm. then alden's mom retweets them (laughs) look at my look at my kid i'm so proud of him he had a power wheels too uh so thank you for joining us this has been boy meets girl meets boy meets world season four episode 14 class dismissed